Hi, I'm Stacy Middlebrooks, Inner Power Priestess and Purpose Igniter, best-selling author and soon-to-be PhD. I left a successful corporate career in global HR and global DEI after 25 years to step into the fullness of my purpose and amplify my impact in the world. Now, I use my experience, education, and expertise to help Wayshower women create a life beyond their dreams by moving them from fear to freedom so they can step into the fullness of their gifts without compromising who they are or their standards. And hello, I am Jill Hyman, dream life embodiment guide and best-selling author. I am a sacred activator of dreams, helping you alchemize your vision into reality. I flirt with life by living in the both and believing you can have it all. As a former collegiate athlete and having spent nearly 20 years in corporate sales, the doing became an easy routine. This is why I now guide powerhouse women to flow from overdrive into purpose-driven. Together, we will bring calm guidance to integrate your spiritual, professional, and personal journey. We help you anchor into what is yours to be and do in this lifetime. You can count on us to engage in raw conversation about our real, authentic experiences. Together, we are the bridge between worlds and beyond barriers. We are taking you on an intuitive journey guided by our higher selves. We'll also be sitting down with some really epic humans, luminaries, who will enlighten us all still is your portal to deepen the integration of you. Thank you for being here. Now let's flow into today's show. Ooh, ooh, we are back. Good morning. Oh my goodness. Afternoon, evening, wherever wherever you are are tuning in. Today is part five of this really, really deep and spacious ride that we have been on as we have been giving you this entirety of this month, all things wounded feminine. And Mm. it's really been a journey, you know, we open up about it and then we go into all these variety pack of aspects that can be found in the wound that is the wounded feminine. And today in our part five, the finale for now, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna really open up this piece around isolation and, or lone wolfing and, or really, I find it to be a shadow side of independence. And a lot mm. of the women out there, if you're listening, a lot of the people, wherever you're at listening and tuning in, I think that it has become such a woven piece of our honestly DNA that has created the space of, I must be independent. I must do it all by myself. There's no one else that can do it better than me. And in this, it is really creating the space of isolation, which is so saddening. Mm. It is sad. I um, 
Cause I've been there. My heart, <laughs> my heart was just feeling into all the times. Honestly, I had like a flashback of all of the times in which I just cocooned and I went in like, I mean, la- like I'm even thinking last Thanksgiving, I don't know that I told anyone how absolutely ill I was. Like I was really sick, a horrible cold, you know, I didn't tell anyone was in it by myself and my partner mm-hmm. knew, you know, I'm thinking of all these times for myself and my heart's just like, oh, why? Because that's mm. the place of That's the place of fear to open up and be like, I need help. Or can you just listen? I'm really feeling alone on this. Mm. Yeah. It's, I mean, we know where it all comes from, but the reality is we've been programmed and conditioned that that level of vulnerability is dangerous. It is not safe because there are other wounded feminine energies that would pounce on that and attack. Um, Mm. And not just wounded feminine, wounded wounded masculine as well. But like, you can't show vulnerability because it's equated to weakness. You can't cry because it's equated to weakness. I literally had a client recently in the past few months say to me, I've never cried this much in my life. Like I I just never have because it was always in my house. Like, Hey, suck it up. Hey, you're not that hurt. It's not that bad. Like go figure it out, go handle it for yourself. What are you going to do? Just cry about it. It's not, it's not healthy to live that way and to be suffering in silence, basically. And sometimes resentment can build from that. Resentment can build when we we see other women or other people not being silent, being vulnerable and sharing and getting the help and support that they need. And then there's some resentment like, hey, you know what I went through? I went through all this stuff by myself. And we wear it like a badge of honor. Like it didn't take a team of people to help me with that. I did Mm. that by myself. That's a Why trigger does she spot. need all that help? <laughs> That's a if for the truth real trigger safe, spot. Ouch. Oh my goodness. Go it's real though. It's real. So and real. You know what? I've That's, been there. You know, I, I think, and you, I've seen real. you, I've seen you on both sides of it. I've seen myself it's real. in times where I'm like, wow, I was so vulnerable right there. And look at how it was received. But then I'm on the flip right. side of like, are you always asking for, why are you always asking for all this help? You're getting all this help. I'm over here. Like, do you even know what I'm doing? Do you know what I'm right. up to? Right. It's that resentment piece it's where that. it's like, it's that. <laughs> Cause you oh, crying out loud. You cannot be a damsel in distress. Oh no. And it's like, oh. wait a minute. Who said oh. I have to be a damsel in distress who needs distress. Rescuing? distress. I am not in distress and need rescuing. Maybe I just Mm. need you to listen, to see me, to meet me where I am, to remind me that I'm not alone. Everybody goes through this stuff. Like this is, this is part of the human condition, but we bring such to it. No wonder we clam up or like, forget it. I'll just do it on my own. Or like you said, Oh, I have a VA or I have teammates that could really support me and help me, but nobody could really do it as quickly or as effectively as I could. And by the time I teach them and train them, 
I could have just done it myself. Guilty. Um, oh, you and I yeah. have talked about that a whole bunch. <laughs> I mean, that's like the day when I brought on Bailey, who's an, and we have Bradley, our beautiful support team here with still. Um, there's been a lot that, yeah, we clap. Thank you, ladies, because, ooh, I know. There's Thank you for being patient. Constant. <laughs> yeah, it's the constant release of control, which I think is also tied to isolation. But there was something you said that I wanted to, it came in honestly this week around like, it's this, it's this, it is this trained mythology of ourself to, I'm going to stay in isolation because like I'm a work in progress. And this came to me this week because I've not, I've talked about this, I guess, in other places, but I don't know if I've shared with y'all. I've had this neck thing for six months now where it was on my left side. It was on my right side. Like it's a chronic thing. I'm doing all of the pieces to support her, but, um, I haven't worked out and by working out means like lifting weights and it came for me and it came in this week of like, Oh, I think I've only shared with you two sisters and another sister, like, okay, I'm recommitting to this four times a week. And last week I got four times in this week. I'm already one. So I have three more to go, but I'm not sharing it like outward. I haven't shared it. I'm sharing it now because I think this is the place of like, why do we go into hiding while we're in the process of it? Because that's not the place that we want to showcase. So I'm going inside until what? Until my body's at a place like I don't have the tricep flap anymore. And then I'm going to be like, y'all look, ooh, boom. Cause I've been going to the weight, been going to the gym now for six months in a row. Woman, well, if you don't you know what my toes, you are so stepping on my toes right now. Ouch. Yes. Yes. To all of that. We, we are also programmed and conditioned to, um, in the words of how I grew up to always be publicly appropriate. So that doesn't mean coming out when you're not in perfection, in the best light, all of that. And so, yeah, we hide. Well, I'm just going to do the things I'm going to heal my neck. And then when I come out, you'll see, and then I'll tell my story but I'm going to leave out like, of the how I healed the of the story. I'm going to tell you about it, but you won't get to witness that. And that's usually the part, I don't know if you mm. feel this Jill, but that's usually the part when we share it, that starts the healing for someone. And they go, you mean, I don't have to be completely put together all, all the time. Like I can be in my state of whatever I'm in and that can be supportive to other people as well. And oh, by the way, it might call in some help for me. So resentment doesn't build. And then we don't go down that whole spiral. Here's the other thing too, Jill. Um, Y'all let me know if this is uh, just me or, or a few of the women I've been talking to lately. Isolation, yes, from all the programming and conditioning that we talked about, and also as a function of shame. Hmm. So in these conversations I've been having lately, uh, yes, with lots of clients, but also just in different sister circles, isolating because of shame. 
I'm ashamed to really let you know that I don't really have it all together. And so while I want to be in the sister circle and I want to show up to support someone because I'm going through my thing and I feel some sort of shame that I should have it together by now, or I'm so spiritually awakened, I should be farther along and not frustrated with this. I can't really show up. So I isolate. I don't show up to the sister circle calls. I don't show up in the group chat, whatever it is, or I just don't show up. I'm not visible in my business because, oh, I'm, I'm working with an iPhone and, you know, some earbuds and that's all I have, but I'm ashamed to tell people, or I'm not showing up in whatever the thing is that, you know, you really yeah. want to be in because you're ashamed of circumstances. And what we've been taught is that it's not the circumstance, Jill or Stacy, fill in the blank. It's you. It's you. You're the thing to be ashamed of. And it's like, no, not only do I not have to be ashamed of myself, I also don't have to be ashamed of any circumstances that are presenting themselves right now. And we don't give a lot of room for women. I'm just speaking about women right now. We don't give a lot of room for women to feel comfortable to come out and say, yo, I don't have it like that. I just don't. And it not be a thing. Like, what? But you're 40. You've already worked in corporate forever. How come you don't have the money to go to lunch with all of us? What? You don't have this? You need to go get that mic if you're going to be on a podcast. What? You don't have these clothes? This is how a goddess dresses. I'm making this stuff up for sake of this conversation. But the reality is everything I just shared, yeah, they're all stories that I'm hearing from women, real life women I know and I'm talking to all the time. Is it just me and the women I'm talking to? That's what I want to know. Or is shame really another root that sprouts out isolation? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful you bring in shame because I've, I've seen the like prong from the shame. If you're watching mm -hmm. us over on YouTube, <laughs> we like <laughs> to make hand gestures. So the prong from shame is I'm also wondering, um, because this is very true for me is the fear of loss of what I already have worked so hard to build. And mm, what yeah. I'm referring to in this is this comes up with a lot of my clients that are up to the, the vision that's been on their heart. And when they start to step into it, and I've walked through this myself is there's that realm between your, your day-to-day -day living, meaning whatever is the job or the role that you might hold mm -hmm. in an organization and the fear of losing what you work so hard to build in that Mm -hmm. while sharing this passion, this purpose that's been on your heart, this has been the biggest one. Mm -hmm. And I slowly started to do it and years, years, years ago in previous corporate role. And now, you know, there's the space that is LinkedIn that has been dedicated for this <clears> place <throat> of professionalism and all of these things. Whereas it's really starting to become a blend but I just noticed this isolation on certain platforms for fear of losing what you've worked so hard for. 
And oh my gosh, if so-and-so, my colleague would know this, or if someone finds out this, then it's going to be judgment and, oh, you're not focused here or, Mm. or, or all of these other things that have come in. And, and for me, for me and just like my life and then the other, the other women I'm talking to, like, that's a, that one. And then you have shame. Like they're both equally just like, Oh, it is like a yeah. house on your heart. Yeah. It is all consuming. It, it is suffocating. Listen, I thank you for bringing that up. I am speaking from complete experience. I know that I used to be the queen of compartmentalized living. Nobody was going to know outside of my corporate stuff, what I was doing. I, absolutely not. Absolutely. Because of exactly what you're saying. Oh, you're not focused. Or even if it was not that, because there were many men in the workplace who could share their avid passion for tennis, for golf, for reading, like for whatever the outside things were, whatever their passions were. And it was applauded. I saw so many women get raked over the coals for sharing about their, the wholeness of their lives. If it wasn't about their kids or something like that, that was acceptable, but it was still like, how are you going to have time to get all this done if you're going to soccer and doing all the things? Yeah, that's still there. But anything outside of what, what was, I would say, perceived as the obligations of life. Yeah, it was unacceptable and you were really treated poorly. And so I learned very quickly. I think I was 23. Yeah. Cause I wasn't yet 25. Yeah. I think I was 23 when that message got implanted, programmed, conditioned message received, got it. Do not share. So this compartmentalized living for me was a way to protect myself. It put me in isolation. Yeah, you are which not is going to know right. anything about right like the whole of me, you'll know that I used to cheer. I used to dance. I used to sing. Like I'll always say used to, Mm. they didn't know like this is happening right now. I'm going to a studio after this and I'm going to sing. (laughs) I'm going to try out for this. I'm going to be in this group. Yeah. Shout out to uh, my my past life, but it is that fear of losing because you're always constantly proving proving you belong there, proving you're good enough, proving that you're credible enough, proving, proving, proving. And so in that proving, it feels like you're compromising everything you've worked so hard for if you share. Oh, and I'm also whatever else. I'm also a spiritual guide. I'm also a dance teacher, whatever it is. Oh my gosh. This is really looping and, and like, just to, we'll like bowing this up here, (laughs) the beautiful bow. So you mentioned, like you'd said way earlier on about being witnessed. And I think this is beautiful. We're talking about shame and then the fear of, of loss when we actually do come out of isolation and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm up to. Mm -hmm. I love doing this. Um, I'll tell you from my experience, the liberation is incredible, you know, to literally be like, 
hey, I know in 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 whatever role, organization, corporation, wherever you find yourself to offer yourself, I have done this multiple times of, hey, I know we're planning this. I know we have this sales function or we have XYZ happening. If you would like to build in some meditation space, I'm happy to offer my services. And this is where then it's, we are being one in service to yeah. our to our highest gifts. Um, but the yeah. piece I want to come back to is around this being witnessed. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we are in isolation, it it can become like, how do we even get out? It feels like there's so many folds to the cloth. And this is where y'all will hear us chat a lot because we are licensed teachers of this work that is Ishtara. Um, yeah. And you can go to ishtarabody.com to find more. And because I found some folks, so it's I-S-H-T-A-R-A. <laughs> this has been a funny thing of what are you saying? Um, the being witnessed, I, for the first time, understand now because of being in this work for coming up on almost two years, the absolute importance of being witnessed in our vulnerability, in just a capacity of no words are needed, the transmission of the energy of the emotion to be seen and held by an intimate group of others and then reflected back what was actually transformed and alchemized in this, what is a moving meditation practice and our rise, you know, when we then go into the rise and the repatterning of this deep wound. So even if it's not Ishara that you all maybe search out, I think being witnessed by a coach, yeah. a guide, a group, a women's circle, men's circle, it's, it's life-changing. It's important. It's crucial. We don't fully heal in isolation. We heal in relationship, in relationship with others. That's where the real healing happens. Intimacy. It's the lack. It's it's the scaredness. Because we have to be safe. And when you, when you find those safe places and we each get to make a commitment to be a safe place, not working from the wounded feminine, but we, we get to step up and be able to say, Hey, look, it seems like you're going through something. I'm here. No judgment, nothing. You don't even need words. I can't tell y'all how many times Jill and I will message each other and there are no words. It's just, we're expressing the rage, the frustration, the sadness, the fear. I don't need to hear the words to then witness what she's experiencing. She doesn't need to hear the words to witness what I'm experiencing. We know sadness when we hear it, sense it, feel it. We know fear. We know we know these emotions. We know them. We get to find those safe places so that more like we need to we need to be a movement. That's what we need to be. We need we to be a movement. We are this. Come join us. us. Come join us. us. This is what still is for. We are a community. This is a movement to break down all of those barriers. Let's be a bridge for one another. 
we get to be fully human. Oh my gosh, we're whole humans. And we get to be witnessed in the human condition without judgment, without blame, without shame. Wow. Also getting to be honored for the spiritual gifts that have innately been placed in these human vessels. Yes, absolutely. That absolutely all of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ooh, cause you know, there's ooh, been some recent big. spiritual awakenings in myself recently at our retreat with Ishtara. And I was like, <gasps> cause that can be scary too. And I very easily could have went isolation of these are things coming through. What? And I've I've worked diligently as you have, Stacy, to cultivate the people in my life that can witness. Because the isolation did not serve my ultimate heart's desire of right. really craving intimacy. Right. The into me, you see. We all know that intimacy. Absolutely. So true. So true. And I mean, look, I, I don't know about everybody else, but from what I'm hearing from the rest of our Ishtara teachers from our graduation retreat, we're still processing exactly what happened there. I'm talking about immense and intense cleansing, purging, healing, repatterning, just incredible right so yeah we have that and that's a safe space for us to be in that we've cultivated that we've created that co-created that together thank you tracy harward um here's the other thing though and no you and i both know this to be true you do need to operate with discernment with where you're showing up to be vulnerable and to completely be witnessed and reflected. Because in the wounded feminine, this is how the cycle keeps repeating. Because we decide that just because that person has been your best friend since you were four, that you can just hear it all is. They may not know how to hold you. It doesn't mean they don't love you. They don't care. But you may hear things like, girl, you're crazy. What are you talking about? That's just stupid. Like, why are you even worried about that? Or what? You've got what spiritual gift? Yeah, okay, whatever. And it's not coming from a place of malicious intent most of the time. But it may not be safe for you in that moment because that's not the witnessing you need when you're sharing at that level of vulnerability. So yes, use your discernment, use your discretion because what can happen is that you'll share and say, yes, I'm willing to be seen and to be witnessed. And it's just not with the appropriate group or person. And all the backlash comes. And then your subconscious says, see, see, that's why we do everything on our own. That's why we keep everything to ourselves. Because our brains will go and search for evidence of the belief that we have held for so long. That's what she does. And when we decide, I'm going to have a new belief. We get to put ourselves in situations where that belief can get anchored and saying it is safe for me to see, to be seen. It is safe for me to be vulnerable. And then the brain will start scanning to find evidence to support that belief. 
but we do need to use our discernment. We're not saying everybody run outside like, ah, let me tell all my stuff. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Everybody can't go with you where you're going. Everybody is not at your level. And that's okay. With love, you can just release them from the expectation you had of them being able to hold you. They just can't right now. And it's okay. But we do get to recognize the wounded feminine when she shows up and recognize that's just wounded feminine behavior and energy. It doesn't mean that my belief is wrong, that I shouldn't be vulnerable, that I don't deserve to be seen and witnessed, and I shouldn't share, and that I should go isolate. The two are not the same. So yeah. just a note, I caveat a in sharing. No, I love this. I love that. that I feel, this feels complete. This part five feels complete on also the always forever sovereignty that each of you hold as we are just navigating this space. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know how you loved this little series, this mini series, five part piece, which we could have kept going, but we're closing. <laughs> We're, We're closing, closing on this part five We're for the closing. wounded feminine. Thank, thank you all for being with us. And oh, wait, 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 wait! Was, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. One more thing. Yes. Our launch date was Lionsgate, August eighth. We have been at this for a couple of months now, and I know Jill feels the same way. We are in such deep gratitude for the growth in our community. And for all of you subscribing and liking and sharing and commenting to us individually, personally, dropping us voice notes, DMing us, sharing with us. It's so, so wonderful to be in this kind of community with you. And we so appreciate you being along for the ride and for witnessing us and for holding us. We love, love, love having you with us. So we're, we're just incredibly grateful. And we thank you for the opportunity to come and talk to you about this really big topic, the wounded feminine for this whole mini series. Let us know if you like this style, like mini series style on different topics. And there's a lot that we could create mini series things for. So let us know if you like this style. I like it. It feels good. It feels like we get to complete thoughts, bring things to full completion or full circle. And um, from the comments that we're getting, it feels like you like it. So let's hear more um, about that. So yeah, just wanted to to express our love and our gratitude hmm. for each of A little you. Love. Thank you. A little big love. Little A little love big bomb. love to all of you. Yes. We'll yes, see you yes. all next week. Mwah. What an honor it was to spend time with you today. We want to hear from you. Let us know in the comments what topic you desire us to chat on next. If you want more Still in your life, head to stilloriginalpodcast.com. If you'd like to see the full video episode, check out our YouTube community at Still Original Podcast. And we would be so grateful for you to share this episode with someone you know it may serve. We will see you next week, same time, same place, and always, still. We are powerful. We are magical. 
We are, yes, we are still. We are powerful and magical. We can be still.